ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय अपश्यताम आत्मतत्व गृहेशु गृह नाम दिस इज अ वेल नोन वर्स एट लीस्ट इन आर इस्कॉन इट्स वेल नोन इट मे नॉट बी सो वेल नोन टू अदर्स हु conversant with the bhagavat mostly people like to learn gopi geets and these kinds of verses which describe the highest expression of the gopi's love for krishna however in iskon at least this verse and subsequent verses and many such verses in the bhagavatam which decry material attachments based on sexual attachment they are well known in iskon because prabhupad used to quote them regularly not prabhupad would not quote gopi gita not very much hardly mostly he would quote these verses this kind of verse which teaches us the importance of human life and how human life should not be spoiled simply for animalistic propensities and so this is what we need to do as long as we are materially attached then the tendency while hearing if we hear the gopis pastimes with krishna the tendency is to misunderstand it's not possible to understand unless we come to the advanced platform of krishna consciousness otherwise even if we hear them we we won't understand them. just like for instance someone may hear about he may hear from an expert professor about very advanced levels of quantum theory so he may hear for many years but he won't understand anything even if he hears for years from an expert unless he goes through the preliminary stages of of understanding first of all what is the basic what are the basic principles of mathematics what are the basic principles of physics and then after coming through the various stages then not everyone but someone who is very qualified he can come to understand what is quantum theory it's not for everybody even it's not for every intelligent person but only for those who have gone through the specific stages of understanding and who have been in this way gradually uh, they've gradually developed their ability to understand of course krishna consciousness is not understood simply by an intellectual process rather it happens by the mercy of the lord and his devotees 
But here we have the classic Bhagavad speaker speaking to the classic Bhagavad era, namely Shukadev Goswami speaking to Parikshit Maharaj, who was on death row. Means he was practically he was sentenced to death. He was he only had seven days to live. But he wasn't in the slightest bit disturbed. In fact, he was blissful and in ecstasy because he was hearing the Bhagavad. So he is the ideal hearer from his very birth in being Krishna conscious. And he was hearing from Shukadev Goswami who was such an advanced devotee that he didn't even want to associate with Vyasadeva. Can we imagine that? Because he is thinking... After all, Vyasadeva, he's my father. He compiled so many shastras. But I don't want to hear so many different shastras. Most of the, most of the shastras are dealing with Trigunya Vishaya Veda, Nistrigunya Bhavajana. Most of the shastras are dealing with the three modes of material nature. So, Sugadeva Goswami is interested in being beyond the three modes of material nature. So he didn't, he didn't even want to associate with Vyasadeva. He did later. He heard the Bhagavatam from him. But he didn't want to go through the mundane ceremonies of becoming a so-called Brahmana. Young Prabhrajantamana Petya Apeta Krityam He was, he left home not interested in this Upanayanam and so many different things. And only his father, Dvaipayana Viraha Katara Ajuha, his father came behind him, crying out, Oh my son, Putreti, oh my son. He was not interested. Shukadev Goswami was not interested in this mundane attachment. Please keep your hand away from your mouth. We're speaking of this high Bhagavad philosophy, but there are some basic points of human behavior. Just like not putting your hand in your mouth or anywhere near your mouth, only when you're eating. <laughs> so we have to begin from the beginning. Actually, we have to begin. You also, please take your hand away from your mouth. You see, here Shukadeva Goswami is speaking about how we should not be materially attached, but practically, even before that, we have to hear some things. Shukadev Goswami is beginning at the beginning, telling Parikshit Maharaj, don't be attached to material life. This is the beginning of spiritual instruction. But practically, to take spiritual instruction, there are some pre-qualifications also. First qualification is that one should be a human being. That means not only two legs and two hands, but he should have some human culture, how to behave, how to live properly. Because hearing, that is the special prerogative of human life, but one cannot hear spiritual knowledge unless he lives a human life. If one lives like an animal, 
despite having two hands and two legs. And then he is Dvipada Pashu, two-legged animal. Here Shukadev Goswami is pointing out, Griheshu Grihamedhinam, those who are envious households. Prabhupada elaborates in the purport. What is the meaning of this term? We have the Grihastha Ashram. Grihastha means one who is situated in the home, but for spiritual advancement. And there's Grihamedi, one who is tied to a post, like an animal is tied up. So he's tied up in family life. What are, how is he tied? You say, I'm not tied. There's no rope. But the rope is Maitunagara, the rope of uh, sexual attachment, which expands. Kam, Krod, Lo, Moha, Mada, Matsarya. These are the six basic material contaminations, which is, it's like a cycle. That there is karma, karma Asia, Krodha Asia. When one has material desires, then he becomes angry because he cannot have all his desires fulfilled, therefore he becomes angry. Or even if his desires are fulfilled, and then he's frustrated because he doesn't get any happiness from that, and then he also becomes angry. A karma means there's a strong desire. Raja, karma Asia. Kodha Isha, Rajaguna Samudbhava. These are all manifestations of Rajagun, the mode of passion. So lusty desires, they're naturally accompanied by anger, calm and cold and love. When one has material desires and one cultivates them more and more, that becomes known as greed. Calm, cold, love, and moha, by which one becomes more and more illusion. Smriti Brahmsha, the Buddhina Ashok. These are all the different stages. Lust, anger, the Jayato Vishayampusam. Sangats, what is that verse? Jayato Vishayampusam. Sangas Teshu Pajayate. Sangats and Jayate Kama. Kama Krodho Vijayati. One thinks about a particular object, he, he thinks about it, then he becomes desirous to enjoy that, then from that comes anger, Krodha Bhavati Sammoha. So from anger comes illusion, Sammohat Smriti Vibramaha. Then one's re, uh, proper intelligence, his remembrance of what is right and what is wrong. That becomes spoiled. His vivek becomes spoiled. And smriti brahmsha, brahmsha buddhina asho, from, uh, from that comes destruction of intelligence. Buddhina ashat pranashati. Then he, his whole existence becomes spoiled. So moha madha, this spoiling of existence, this madness in one, which one thinks the body to be himself and this everything in the material world for his own enjoyment that Ishvaraham Aham Bhogi that is an Hare Krishna please don't do pranayama exercises here in front of the deity sir Hare Krishna there's this process of hearing it's nothing to do with performing yoga exercises so this uh, 
Ishvara Amaham Bhogi Siddho Ham Nalavan Sukhi. This is this is this consideration or way of thinking that I am the controller, I am the enjoyer, I am perfect, powerful and happy. This is the madness, which is all based on envy, matsarya. So it's like a cycle. Actually, material desires they arise because of envy of Krishna, in which one thinks oppositely to how he should think. When one becomes envious of Krishna, then his loving feelings for Krishna, they become opposite, they become turned around, becomes envious of Krishna. And instead of desiring how to please Krishna, he desires how to please his own senses. So, Kam, Krodh, Lov, Moha, Madha, Matsarya, they're all, one order is given, one follows the other, but they're all interlinked. So from calm comes matsarya, from material desire comes envy. But actually in the beginning, in from envy comes calm. So they're all interlinked. It's like a great cycle. When one becomes envious, then he has more material desires, and one becomes entangled more and more and more and more in material existence. So how to get out of this cycle? There are various processes recommended. Well, various processes recommended by various transcendentalists. Just like this, Patanjali has recommended some yoga system, but which by controlling the life airs and the body, one attempts to control the mind. So that is one system or by the system of performing karma-kandiya rituals, then one attempts to come to the nishkam position of having no personal desires. But there are all these different systems, they don't work, actually. They don't properly work to destroy material desires because they don't stop the root of all the material desires, which is envy of Krishna. So, therefore, we find in the sixth canto of Bhagavatam, there is some discussion between Parikshit Maharaj and Shukadeva Goswami, in which the conclusion was, Kechit Kevraya Bhaktya Vasudeva Parayanaha Aghangdun Vanti Kachnena Niharamiva Bhaskara that only one who is attached to Krishna can cut out material desires from the root because the root is envy of Krishna. So this is the reason why the Srimad Bhagavatam is so important among all Shastras because it directly describes Krishna. But even to come to the point of understanding Krishna, some pre-qualification is there. Niyamatsaranam One should be non-envious. Here, Envy is mentioned. The, the disqualification of those who are materially engrossed is that they are envious. They have so many material desires which they want to fulfill in so many different ways and they become envious of others. They become envious of others who are better material enjoyers. Or even if someone is in a well-placed position for material enjoyment, if he sees someone else coming up to his own level, he wants to push him down. Indra Dev, 
He is an example. How when he sees someone is coming up, some rishi is performing tapasya, he may by his by the power of his tapasya take over my position, then again he tries to spoil his tapasya so that I will be alone as the enjoyer of the heavenly planets. So these are basic topics which Shukadeva Goswami is speaking because we cannot understand Shastra, we cannot understand Krishna as long as we remain envious. Those who are living in a mud, they may think, you see, Griha may be. All the householders are envious, but we are living in the mud. But not necessarily so. One may be a Paramahamsa Grihastha, and someone else may be what Bhaktisiddhanta Sosratakwa used to call mat maybe. He's living in the mat, but for the sake of personal sense enjoyment. A mat maybe. He's taking the mat by his own personal sense gratification. This is my position. This is my room. I should have the best room. I should have the best food. Then you have to listen to that which is in relationship to Atma. You have to hear. You have to become qualified to hear. He's telling him very clearly. Don't think because you are born in a uh, in the family of the Pandavas that you know everything. Otherwise, there's no use for you to listen. Just like people think, I'm a Hindu, I know everything. Or I'm from a Brahmin family, I know everything. I'm from a Vaishnav family, I know everything. I already heard so many things. I know everything. You know everything? Okay, go. Don't listen. Don't come here. Brahma, he's the biggest Brahmana. Born in a, born directly from Lord Vishnu. Topmost demigod. But he says, Jananta eva jananta kimba hutaname prabho. Manaso vakushova cha. He said, others may think that they know about Krishna. But as far as I'm concerned, I think it is not possible to, to know Krishna. It's beyond my power to understand or express. So this is the way we have to hear. Shukadeva Goswami is immediately here for several verses. He will get Parikshit Maharaj in the proper frame of mind for hearing by slapping him. What you're doing? You've come out of this material life. What is this material life? Simply working hard all day and having sex and sleeping at night. Come out. Don't. Now you've come out of that. Forget it. Leave it all behind. Now you have to hear about Krishna. Then your life will be successful. Don't think I'm going to do a Bhagavad Sapta here and you'll listen and you'll go to the heavenly planets. Forget it. We have so many imitation, so many imitations of Bhagavad Sapta. The, the, the people like to go and listen, but neither the speaker is in the line of Shukdev Goswami, nor are the hearers in the line of Parikshit Maharaj. They'll like to listen to some nice stories and get some so-called punya, but they don't want to dedicate themselves to Krishna. They don't even want to give up drinking tea. Then what are they? You see, during the seven days that Parikshit Maharaj was hearing Bhagavatam, he didn't even drink water, what to speak of tea. 
There are so many rishis and munis present. They didn't go for a tea break or coffee break. Just like you see at some yagyas nowadays. All the, all the purohits, they're doing two hours, three hours. They're swaha, swaha, swaha. Then they come out and immediately pan and tea is arranged for them. And drink it. Tea is made by Shuddh Brahmins, not by anyone. So it's very pure tea, made by very pure people. But this is all nonsense. It has nothing to do with spiritual life. It's simply a bombastic show by people who are, they're actually hypocrites because they want to make a show of being very religious. But they're not interested in Atma Tattva. They're not interested in the science of the soul. Simply a show. We shall show I am very religious. People will respect me. I will feel very pious in my heart. The Shukdev Goswami was not interested in such cheating, pretentious religion. Therefore, from the very beginning, he told Parikshit Maharaj, don't identify yourself with this envious mentality. Give it up. Now if you want to hear from me, you have to become the same quality as me. Shukdev Goswami was the son of a renounced Brahmana. Parikshit Maharaj was the emperor of the world. But Shukdev Goswami said, now you come to hear from me, now you become the same quality, which is Krishnapataprana. One should offer one's very light to Krishna. And then you can properly understand Bhagavad Otherwise, if one is maintaining an envious mentality, either as a Grihamedi or a Matamedi, then he cannot understand. It's not possible. This Bhagavatam begins, the teachings of Bhagavatam begin where Gita leaves off. Gita leaves off with Sarvadhaman Parityajya, Mami Kamsharanandraja. So one who has got such a mentality of surrender, he can properly hear Srimad Bhagavatam. Otherwise, one cannot properly hear. One at the end of Gita also, Krishna says, who this Gita should be spoken to? Not to everybody. Nātapaskāya irante nātapaskāya nābhaktāya kadāchana nā what is that? Nacha shushu shavevacham. Nacha yo mebhispriyasuryati. This Bhagavad Gita should not be spoken to one who is not, who is, who is not, one who is not, one who is envious, or one who is not austere, and one who is not engaged in devotional service. So this Bhagavatam similarly, it's not meant for the non-devotees. It's not meant for persons who are not self-controlled. It's not meant for envious people. So a devotee should actually be a devotee. Then he can understand Bhagavatam. Actually be a devotee means should be sincere to understand Krishna. Follow the process of devotional service. Externally and internally. It means one should be actually desirous of and endeavouring to purify his heart 
then one can understand more Hare Krishna. Any question about this? Bhagavatam is meant for the non-envious, but everyone who's still materially contaminated has different levels of envy. So how do we understand Bhagavatam? When we go on hearing Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya, that is the process. By regularly hearing, then we become purified. Nashta Prayeshka Bhadreshu, Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya, Bhagavatyutana Shloke, Bhaktiya Bhavati Naishtiki. By hearing Bhagavatam regularly and by serving the devotees, then the bad things in the heart can gradually be removed. Hearing and chanting both. Chito Dharpana Marjanam. But one has to actually have the intention to become purified. Otherwise, if we don't have the intention to become purified, if we, then uh, we don't become purified. That's why it said the tenth offense against the holy name is to maintain material attachments even after hearing so many instructions on this matter. If we hear, but we don't accept in our heart the endeavor to become purified, then we are simply cheating ourselves and others and we don't become pure. Can you give the example that even if the, uh, the holy name, like a tonic which is bitter, even if it is taken, it purifies the how do you relate it? Purifies the... Related to what? Uh, we have to get, we say, we have to get purified first. The intention should be there. But on the other side, there is an example, even the holy name, even if we hear the Lord Krishna's name, Holy Name, even if we hear Bhagavatam, it's like the tonic which is, seems to be bitter. But like. Yes, sir. What's the question? I don't see how it's on the other hand. What's the contradiction? I'm trying to say that even if the person has not got intention to get purified. If the person hasn't got an intention to be purified, then they won't listen to Bhagavatam. Of course, one can listen, one can make a show of listening. That's also possible. Just like people go to a Bhagavad Sapta, they are not interested in becoming purified. So they won't become purified. The example is given that one may take sugar candy if one has jaundice. And though it tastes bitter, one will become cured by taking it. But one has to also follow all the other prescriptions. You have to take you have to take sugar candy, but you have to follow the doctor's advice in all other areas also. If you have jaundice and you, t- you take sugar candy, but you also take uh, eggplant deep fried in ghee, then you won't get cured. Because that is, if one has a liver problem, then 
ghee is apatya, not supposed to be eaten. So you have to follow all the prescriptions. It's said that it's like if you say sugar candy is the cure for jaundice. But that doesn't mean that you don't have to follow so many other rules and regulations. You can say this is this medicine is the best medicine for this disease. But there are rules and regulations to take the medicine. Need gambling, intoxication, illicit sex, you have to hear the Bhagavatam, you have to serve the devotees, you have to avoid offenses. So it's true that the Holy Name is the only way, but there are so many other practices to support the chanting of the Holy Names. Which if they're not followed, then the effect of chanting won't be there. The question is, will it have more effect if a grihasta gives class or if a sannyasi gives the class? More effect will be there according to the spiritual advancement of the person who is speaking. Spiritual advancement and, of course, knowledge and ability to present and all these things. So it's not necessarily that a grihasta is less advanced than the sannyasi. But it's generally considered like that. Sorry? The Grihasa leaves this karma, then he should take sannyas? Maybe. It may be, but generally there's always, as long as one is in the family life, generally there's always some attachment. Even you may think, I'm very detached. But you don't know. It hasn't been put to the test. Generally, everyone is very attached. That's why there's a system that one should become a Vanaprastha and then ultimately a sannyasi. Because as long as one is in family life, the tendency is there to be attached. That's why we say also, even a sannyasi who's supposed to be detached, generally we say that it's better they don't become involved in management and this and that. Because the tendency is they may become attached. The tendency is there. It may be that Grihastra is very much detached. But we don't know. And he doesn't know either. Until, until you ask someone to give up their, to it, give up their attachments, then you don't know how much they're actually detached or attached. Or it may be that someone, they give up their attachment to their family life, but it's not actually detachment, it's just irresponsibility. So that may be there also. It may be difficult to see actually who's advanced. Really? 
He's saying there's no sannyas in Kali Yuga. Then everyone will become a sannyasi, will they? Well, I don't see hundreds lining up. According to one's level of devotion, he's advanced. There's this, uh, sannyas is also required for preaching. There's a certain formality. People tend to respect sannyasis. So that is also required. But it's not, it's actually not so easy to be a sannyasi. You may think, well, now I'm tooting my own horn, so to speak. But we see even in our Iskon that many people, like, not many, but some get put on the list for taking sannyas. But most of them, they drop out before actually taking them. They think, actually, if I, actually, if I have to take sannyas. Will I be able to follow or not? Many, they just quietly, their name comes off the list. And those that do take sannyas, we see not everyone is maintaining. It's not so easy. It means that you're supposed to be ideal all the time. There's no... Uh, See, if you're a grihasta, you might privately at home, you may be doing so many things, or you even may you may just be not doing anything which is directly maya, but you may just be relaxing, taking it easy. But a sannyasi, he, he has to be ideal and not idle, as always to be engaged in Krishna service. Please take your hand away from your mouth. Sanyasira Alpha Chidra Sarva Loke Gai. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said. The sannyasi makes a slight mistake. Everyone will notice. If a Grihastad makes does something wrong, then anyone can. Anyway. That's expected. But sannyasi, everyone will criticize. So and then Anyway, I don't want to go on talking about this too much because it puts us in material consciousness. I'm a Grihastha. I'm a Sannyasi. We're all supposed to serve Krishna. We don't want to make too much distinction. Definitely, at least from the social point of view, some distinction is there. But our whole subject is not that who's better, Grihastha or Sannyasi, Sannyasi this way, Grihastha that way. Grihastas are maintaining the sannyasis, therefore they're better. Then it becomes a materialistic way of thinking. Sometimes those Grihastha devotees, they speak the Bhagavatam. They speak that Grihastha devotee is the best. Sometimes Grihastha devotees speak Bhagavatam. Sometimes Grihastha devotees speak that Grihastas are best. Well, and they're not speaking Bhagavatam. It's not stated in Bhagavatam. You won't find any such thing stated in Bhagavatam. 
Sometimes in Shastra it's stated that Grihastha Ashram is best. It is best for those who are not capable of taking to renouncement. So for them it's best, which means most people. From my examination, I say Brahmacharya Ashram is best. Grihastha Ashram means your time and energy is taken up with Kutumba Bharanenava, as we shall see in the next verse, material attachments. And sannyas means it's very difficult to maintain Chunadapi Sunichena because one has, just by the very nature of the ashram, one has to take a superior position. There's no meaning to taking sannyas if one doesn't instruct others. So Brahmachari means he's very humble. He's a servant. Whatever he gets, he takes. He accepts. Grihastas think he's useless. You see, he's, he's... No woman would have him. So he became a sadhu. And then he's not qualified to take sannyas. So he's just a useless Brahmachari. So in this way he remains humble. No extra facilities, no position. Best, best ashram is Brahmacharya. Better to be a, but actually you shouldn't be a useless Brahmacharya. You should also do nice service. But any ashram, if one is serious to serve Krishna, then he can serve Krishna. Ahaitaki apratiyata. There's no. There's no obstacle if one is serious to serve Krishna. And the real obstacle, whether one is Brahmachari, Grihastu, Vanaprastha or Sanyasi, are our own nonsense material desires and attachments. So these are addressed in the Bhagavatam. Hare Krishna. We'll finish there. Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Oh, I should advertise my books. We can bring those beginners guide also. Jai Hare Krishna. I've written some books, compiled some books. This is my seva to Srila Prabhupada and the Parampara. So I request you to please purchase these books and get some spiritual benefit. Some books I have here. One is Vamshidas Babaji, A Life of a Great Vaishnav Sadhu. Then My Memories of Srila Prabhupada, because so many people ask me about my memories of Prabhupada, so here it is in a book. And here is Ramayana, because I wanted to see there's some edition without Mayavad. So here's a Vaishnav edition of Ramayana. So these books are for sale. We also have that beginner's guide to Krishna Consciousness.